Welcome to another edition of Solar Speaks. I'm managing editor Kathy Zitt. Today I'm speaking with Troy Miller, director of Grid Solutions at SNC, to talk more about what the company's doing in Solar Plus storage. So thanks for being here, Troy. I'm glad you're having me. Can you start off by telling us what is SNC's sweet spot in Solar Plus storage? So SNC has been installing energy storage systems for the last decade. We're really one of the pioneers in energy storage. We've done a number of both in front of the meter and behind the meter solar plus storage applications from hundreds of kilowatts up to several megawatts for utilities as well as renewable developers. And we provide a a whole variety of goods and services in that area, provide the energy storage PCS, known in SNC as the Pure Wave SMS. We also provide the EMS, the energy management software, the switching and protection and the interconnect for both the solar plant as well as the storage plant. And then the interaction between the two, so the, the entire balance of plant for these installations, transformers, the engineering procurement construct, otherwise known as turnkey, the ability to put it in, and then the asset management to take care of it after life. So we're really across the whole value stream of a solar plus storage installation. Wonderful. Ten years is a long time in this business. Quite some experience there. I know one notable project SNC participated in last year involved solar and storage for the city of Minster in my home state of Ohio here in Mm -hmm. conjunction with Half Moon Ventures. So can you tell us some more details of the project and why it's significant? Absolutely. So we're very excited about this project. The village of Minster, as you know, is in northeastern Ohio, about an hour north of Dayton. And they had the idea originally to put in 4.2 megawatts of photovoltaic power for their customers. It's a small muni, about 2,800 residents in this village of Minster. They decided that they wanted to reduce their carbon footprint, stop buying as much traditional generation from PJM, and they contracted a customer of ours, Half Moon Ventures, to sign a power purchase agreement to supply PV power for the village of Minster. And then during the time of the execution of that project, HMV came up with the idea to couple that installation with storage and basically provide additional revenue streams to both the village and HMV. So what makes this site particularly unique, in addition to being the largest installation in uh, Ohio at the time, and still as far as I know, and the, the largest installation with solar plus storage for a municipality, they are able to stack revenue streams. So this is particularly interesting when it comes to an energy storage installation because there's a lot of talk about how flexible of a resource energy storage is. But in this particular case, we're actually getting revenue to different parties using different things that the energy storage system can do. The first of which is the frequency regulation market for PJM. So Half Moon Ventures is participating in the frequency regulation merchant market and receiving that revenue source from the energy storage system. The second is flowing straight to this to the village of Minster. They are avoiding the costs of the PLC, peak load contribution days. So PGM is, assesses about 10 or 12 days a year in which the village of Minster is assessed a demand charge, more or less. And the storage device is taken out of the frequency regulation market on those 
predicted 10 days and then is used to avoid that demand charge. So that uh, that cost avoidance goes directly to the village. And the third is power factor correction. So they were experiencing some low power factors in the village. They were out to purchase some power factor correction capacitors and switching products. And they deferred that purchase of that asset and used the energy storage system to support the voltage and correct the power factor as opposed to buying this. So it's a classic case of TND deferral. So all in all, a very exciting project that actually is going to have the ribbon cutting a couple of weeks out. That's so interesting. What a cool Solar Plus storage project. Can you share some other Solar Plus storage projects you're involved with this year? Are they mainly working with utilities? We've done a number of solar projects over the course of the last few years. We worked with Duke at their Marshall installation for PV shifting and smoothing. It had a 1 megawatt, 1 megawatt hour energy storage system coupled with a 1.3 megawatt PV plant, and they were doing all manner of investigations, as it as it were, with solar plus storage. And there was also a installation for PNM, Public Service of New Mexico, with a number of different battery chemistries, actually two, lead-acid battery and then something called an ultra-battery for combined solar smoothing plus solar shifting on the same AC interconnect. And then we've done a number of installations of a smaller sort, solar plus storage, with our CES combined with some rooftop PV. One particularly interesting case is in Borrego Springs, where we had the CES, 25 kilowatt, two-hour battery, coupled with rooftop PV and a small amount of load. And there was an outage on the utility. And that two-hour battery, because the PV was closely matched to the load, was able to island for a period of 25 hours. So just as the sun went down, the battery was fully charged. It carried the carried the system through the night. Sun came up just as the battery was nearing its uh, lower limit and started providing you know the generation to the load and also charging the battery. So it was it was pretty interesting. That is interesting. And just kind of a, a side question here. When you're working with utilities, do you find that adding storage to the equation helps them become a little bit more receptive to solar and makes it more feasible and exciting for them? I think it really depends on the application and the installation location. So there are areas in which solar plus storage can alternate form of dispatchable resource and improve the reliability and have really kind of a grid forming or grid firming asset. So it's not the case that in every location solar plus storage makes sense. It really does depend on the utility, the PUC, the location, and what they're trying to do. Definitely, that makes sense. Uh, One last question here is SSC is doing some interesting work on the Smart Cities Council. So can you tell us some more about the mission of the council and specifically how it relates to solar plus storage? So the Smart Cities Council, something SNC got involved in several years back, and really the, the idea behind it is if you're going to be a smart city, you need a strong electrical infrastructure, something very similar to what was done in the city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. And that strong electrical infrastructure requires some self-healing grid to be able to overcome any faults in the system or storms, the things that are coming through, and be able to provide a greater amount of reliability. So when you start talking about that, Extended outages require potentially some amount of grid-forming or grid-firming asset. And when you put in this type of distributed generation, PV plus storage or solar plus storage, 
you get an additional increase in the reliability for some of your mission-critical type applications in these smart cities. So it really is an interesting way and a great way to add additional generation without moving your carbon footprint at all. It's really a carbon zero type application. Very cool. That's all I have for you today, Troy. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, and thanks for being here. Thanks a lot for having me. This has been another edition of Solar Speaks. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next time.